Welcome to Skate Day. It's Skate Day. Guess who's back? It's Shove. She's back. Unfortunately, I am back. Just Yay. kidding. I am back. Um, I really liked last week's episode, though. We all missed you, though. Even though we liked last week's episode, we missed you. Yeah, sometimes you gotta ditch someone on a date, you know? Yeah, just to keep it spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be a simp and be here every damn Wednesday, you know? Like, yeah, sometimes that's... I got other plans. I have a life outside of skate date. That's my job. I'm here to be the simp. Um, So what is skate date, babe? Skate date is a podcast. Oh, my gosh. I skip one week and I'm like, oh, no, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> skate date is a podcast brought to you by two roller skaters who are in love. They created this podcast because they realized that they have many opinions inside and outside the skate community. So here we are every Wednesday bringing you this lovely podcast on YouTube and everywhere else you get your podcasts. Yeah. And honestly, we also just like want to be friends with with you. So that's what we're doing too. Yeah, we talk about the real world and the wheel world. And we also help you find your own personal skate date, whether it's platonic or romantic. And we try to answer questions. Yeah, that's the exact layout of our show. So I hope you enjoy it. I am Rebel. And I am Shove. And together we are Shovel. Can you dig it? Yes, I can. (laughs) All right. So we had a crazy week last week. Yes, we did. So today's topic is going to be religious trauma. And if you follow us, we're going to talk about that. wonderful photographer that wanted to make a photography book about roller skaters yeah we're gonna talk about what happened and (laughs) but other than you know all the deep heavy stuff that we're about to jump into i had a pretty good week i've had a stressful yet amazing month we are recording this on the is it the last day of may today i believe tomorrow is maybe the last day so may May was filled uh filled with many skate adventures almost Every skater that I admire has been flown in at some point or another in the last month. And I got to meet a lot of amazing skaters for the first time. Some of them I had met in passing before. Mm -hmm. So I definitely got to skate a lot, which was dope. I've seen such an improvement in the short amount of time with both of us, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. I'm also an introvert, though. So it was very draining. Um, I was talking to my therapist and I was just like, she was like, how have you been coping with things? And I'm like, coping? Who has time to cope? I was like, I just keep going. Like, work's been insanely busy. I'm back in school, um, which I do at nights two times a week. Um, and then just hosting, either hosting people or going to hang out with people. And today was my first real day off in 12 days and or 13 days. And the first time I didn't, like, see any friends, whether it was them coming over here or me going to them. So I'm, like, a little drained right now, but I'm doing good. That's good. Yeah, I mean, you have really been doing it way more than you usually do it. So I'm proud of you. Thanks. Yeah, it's awesome. I've been having a lot of fun, too. It's just been like skating and finishing up the semester. So the semester just finished. I submitted my grades a couple days ago. And now I'm diving into this new summer season, which is, I don't know. Are we taking a break from skate date for the summer? No. That's interesting and funny, though. No. So, yeah. So, we should jump into today's ad. What do you think? 
Yeah, let's do it. Today's ad is for Kiana Yuana's Etsy shop. I do wanna. Have you met Kiana? Do you wanna? <laughs> if you haven't met Kiana yet, you're missing out. One, because they are an awesome person and an awesome skater. But that's not what this ad is for. This ad is for their artwork. Their artwork is incredible. On their Etsy shop, they have earrings, they have stickers, they have all sorts of fun things that they put up. And one thing that I absolutely love about Kiana's artwork is that one, it's like so, so, so creative and there's always some sort of like clown aesthetic to it. But two, they're always using their artwork to help out the community. I don't think I know anyone else that helps out the community as much as Kiana does. And I think that that is one of a million reasons why you should purchase things from Kiana's shop. Yeah, if their Etsy is Kiana Yuana, of course, because everything is Kiana Yuana. <laughs> That's some universal branding right there. That's it's awesome. easy to remember. That's how I feel about mine. All right. So I don't know. I just love everything from the clown aesthetic. To all the turquoise because they are the turquoise deity. They really and are. I just really, 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 really love the don't snake communicate one. Yes, it's like, so good. So important. I got I actually got snaked at the skate park. What was that yesterday? Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's never fun. <laughs> yeah. And I just think that like I definitely want people to know don't snake communicate and it'd be much easier for me to just point at a sticker that I have instead of yelling at them. And also the snake on the sticker is very unassuming. Yes. And let's not forget that you should always support queer, non-binary, black artists. So check out Kiana Yuana for all your amazing needs. Let's let's like buy out everything that they're selling so that they can be like, wow, this is so awesome and make that moment happen for them. We'll put the link to Kiana Yuana's Etsy in our show notes. All right. You want to head on over to the real world? Let's go. All right, so we're in for a doozy. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start this out because I'm really not going to have much to say. I'm honestly really not excited about this segment. (laughs) Rebel's going to do most of the talking because she, well, you'll find out. But anyways, I'll start off with religious trauma. Um, That's what we're talking about. For me, just like how I was raised with queerness and was very privileged to just have parents that were just like yeah people are queer they're here and not make a big deal about it about it as I've talked about before so I just thought like okay cool queer people right with religion I was also very privileged because my mother was raised catholic so of course the catholic guilt was in there deep um my dad was raised baptist and neither one of them went to church like their parents were like once they were 18 it was like all right now you're an adult you choose if you want to go to church or not and they both were like well screw that we're not going to church then um so when i grew up like i was never even i have never been baptized even and there was never anything until maybe when i was like 
eight, nine, around that age, they were talking to me about religion and they said, we don't care what you are as long as you're not sacrificing animals. And I was like, okay. So what they did was send me to every neighbor because we lived on a very like dynamic street. Like It was kind of everything. They sent me with my neighbors to go to their church. So I went to a Jehovah Witness church. I went to a Christian church. I had been to a Catholic church with my grandma before. I really wanted to go to a, ma- a mosque and to a temple, but I never had the opportunities to. But they wanted me to experience each different denomination um, to kind of get to feel like what felt right to me, uh, which I thought was awesome because they just wanted me to believe in something. And I think it is true that like, if you literally don't believe in something, you will die for anything. It'll die for nothing. It's like, you have to have something like, even if it's not like a God of some sort, like there's like, there has to be something that you're like, okay, this is good. Yeah. Like it could Um, be like family. I feel like. Yeah. Some people are literally are like skating is my, and like they're just that's what keeps them sane that's what they believe in a sense of community you have to have basically for me religion is just a sense of community um something that will look out for you so i went to all those and none of them really felt right um the christian one was fun because it was a mega church and it had yeah. like the kids were on one side in this huge building and the adults in the other so it was like games and candy and like didn't feel like church catholic was like so stuffy and i was like this is scary um and like the jehovah witness i was like this isn't for me either um and then i like <laughs> i was like whoa this is intense yo and uh there are way too many rules it was very sexist to be honest even as a kid i was like wait why do all the women have to wear really long skirts and can't like how what do you mean none of us can like i don't know it was just too too many rules in that one too and then i did go to a a baptist church for a while and i even ended up teaching bible study to the other kids don't know how they didn't realize i had never even been baptized (laughs) and just slipped through the cracks there and i remember thinking like I don't know, like, okay, I've read the whole Bible twice now and it's a thing, but like, I never really, it never really felt right to me. And it felt like this is my religion. Um, not sure if this was my God. Like, it was a lot of things there, but I never like got sucked into it too much. I think it's because, like, so when I saw people like feel the spirit and like, the pastor would come over and put oil on our head and like push us and be like, start yelling and speaking in tongues when people would pass out and they'd put a white blanket over them. And I remember the first time I saw, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, what the hell is happening? I was like freaking out. Cause when you're not raised, when you're not raised in religion, that shit looks crazy. You're just like, Whoa, like that looks the first time I heard someone speak in tongues was in the Jehovah church. And I thought, that they were possessed. I thought like, oh, Satan is in their body because I grew up in well, scary I mean, that's movies. Basically, the whole idea, except it was like it's like the Holy Ghost is in your body <laughs> instead of Satan. Yeah, but when you're a kid that grew up on scary movies and you like no one's told you about that, you're like terrified because you're like, oh no, Satan's here, demon possessed. But why is everyone happy and laying hands on them? Oh, it was terrifying for me. So then, like, it happened again when I got older in uh, middle school. And I remember just seeing like, oh, okay, so like God's talking to them. So it's a good thing. But then I've always been a realist and it was really hard for me to like believe in it. But I always felt like it was important for people to have that because some people really need like a book to follow and to guide them. And they really need that sense of community and they need rules to live by for structure. So I always like have appreciated 
religion and what it does for people. And I think it is really important to be there. Like I'm not an atheist. I am a spiritualist. Um, and everyone knows I'm a witch. So I <laughs> do practice things like that. But when in the day I'm not praying to gods and goddesses, I am just trying to be a good person and uh, live my life through a code of what my conscience says is wrong or right. So for when it comes to religious trauma for me, uh, for me, I don't really have it because I didn't grow up into it. I never really, it never really took up a big part of my life. It was something that I just got to test the waters in and fill out and say, okay, I've experienced it, but not to my core. So that's why I'm going to really let Rebel talk about it. And I might ask some questions or something, but I really want her to take it over because I know that this is a sensitive subject for her. And definitely, babe, if you don't want to talk about it all, like I totally get it we can skip to the next segment um because we're opening a door here but i know there's a lot of people that also deal with this and like i've seen it and it's something people are recovering from um are still in it so take it over yeah uh so you might have to help me through this one and by help me through i mean like i've blocked out a lot of stuff so just i know that you know a lot of it so you might have to help me through it so wait do you want to tell people what religious trauma is first yeah. Um, how did we skip that part? Usually I, I forgot. Get, usually I get <laughs> definitions right in the beginning. Um, yeah. So religious trauma is when you have experienced any type of religion kind of in in your life and it has impacted you coming out of that religion. Like say you've been in the religion, you come out of the religion and that experience within religion has impacted you in a negative way. So it is uh thwarted the way you view the world or you view yourself or um, different things about the world like maybe you don't understand because you was you were never taught about that because you were in this religious bubble or even you were taught to view things in like a totally different way than how you actually do now or how the world actually is is that a good definition yeah okay so um I grew up in a very Christian conservative family. My mom is a pastor. My dad was a missionary growing up or from his teens on. He did this thing called teen missions and he traveled around the world um, telling people about Jesus. And so growing up, my mom and dad were very, very, very religious. And um, we moved from church to church a lot when I was younger. My mom's also deaf. I know I've mentioned that. So she would travel around and like be at different deaf churches for different stints. And so I have a lot of experience at a lot of different denominations within Christianity. So I was at like an Assemblies of God. I was at a non-denominational church. I was at a Foursquare church. I went to school at a Baptist church, like all sorts of experiences I've had. I also went to Christian school from K through 12th, actually technically from pre-K through 12th grade. Um, So I have been, I went to Calvary Chapel, which is in Costa Mesa, um, which is like the head Calvary Chapel of all the Calvary Chapels. There's like Calvary Chapels everywhere. And the main one, that's where I went to school. So my world was very much so just Christianity and just religion. Um, and I was honestly really into it. Like growing up, like I was a hundred percent like Jesus freak, like 
believed in it all 110%, like went to camps and like was in the church all day long, every day. So like we went to church three times a week, sometimes four, like Sundays all day long you were at church, you know, like this was very much so my life. Um, and then when I graduated high school, I ended up going to a cult, um, but it was like a hyper Christian cult. So um, I don't I don't think that this is the episode that we go into all of that. But uh, I ended up in a super Christian cult and that made it even worse for me. So that like deepened all of the like hyper Christian conservative values into my body and my system and my brain and essentially like brainwashed any like of myself that did exist and replaced it with these ideas of like super Christianity. Um, so all of that is like the background. Yep. I think what's important to also mention is just, I don't know. Do we get into like the heart of it of like, what do you think? Like, when was the moment that you would say you left the church? Is uh, it because you left the cult? Yeah. It, but even then it was like weird because I did like kind of keep ties with the church even after I left the cult. Like when I left the cult, it was a big reckoning moment for me, like a really big reckoning moment. And I just kind of was like, if this is what God wants for me and if this is who Jesus is, like I don't want any part of it and I don't want to be here and I don't want, you know what I mean? Like the person that I had become was a literal shell of myself. And I was like, if this is what Christianity is going to create within me. I don't, I don't want to be a part of it. And so I totally swung the other way, but there was definitely moments where I was like, it was like, I missed the, the community is so real, but then I got so like, it was like people were trying to get me back. But as soon as they realized that I was like, no, like I'm not going to be that person anymore. Like I'm no longer like that person is dead. Like I I do not exist in the way that you remember me. Like as soon as people realized that it was like, that's when things really started being concreted for me because people started treating me so poorly just because I like wasn't the person that they expected me to be. And so there was definitely this like reckoning moment. So I would say in 2010 would be when I parted from the church. I know when you came out, you were nervous because a lot of your friends, well, obviously your family, but a lot of your close friends that have known you your whole life that you still talk to are Christian and very involved with the church. So you were nervous about coming out to some friends as much as your family members growing up. In your church, I know you said a lot, of, you didn't grow up being homophobic, but like you knew it existed. But what created that fear of coming out? Because I think it's, especially it's Pride Month now, y'all. And a lot of queer people specifically have uh, religious trauma. And a lot of it is because they're grown and told that this is a sin. So it's really hard for them to have this complex of like, even if they want to believe in God, but also are told that God hates you because you're gay. So for you, can you expand on like growing up in the church and how people, how, how you perceived queer people while 
navigating a Christian life and then why afterwards you were still afraid to come out to your Christian friends? Yeah. So um, I grew up being told that being gay was a sin and I actually didn't know anyone at all. Like I had zero contact with any gay people until I was in high school. And then one of my best friends, his name is Sean. I actually ended up um, being the person who married him and his now husband. (laughs) But one of my best friends in high school got kicked out of the school because he was gay and they found out about it. And I just remember being like, what the hell? Like you seriously got kicked out of school for being gay. And like, I knew him and I knew that he was just like a normal person. And so that was my first experience with like homophobia directly. And I mean, like indirectly through him. And I, I never like opened the door. Like, you know how people are like, oh yeah, like I knew I was gay. It's like, I didn't know because I literally didn't know that was an option. Like I didn't think of that as an option. And that's why it was such like, it blew my mind so much when I realized I was gay. Cause I was like, oh, I didn't know that this was like, this explains so many things for me. Like so many of my behaviors and the way I viewed the world and the way I experienced life made sense me being gay, but like, I didn't know that. And so like, I was just taught that, that, that was like a sin. You stay away from it period. And like, besides Sean, like I literally didn't know anyone who is gay. And so, yeah, so it was weird. And then like, yeah, coming out of the cult, that's when like, you know what? Earlier I said, I parted the church as soon as I left the cult, but that's a lie. I tried to go back to the church and I was like a youth leader for a while after I came back from the cult thinking that that would like make me feel better about Mm -hmm. my life. And I did that for like a couple years or three years or something like that. And then they kicked me out because I had sex and I was like, trying to like rectify these two things where like I had sex and I was like, this isn't that big of a deal. But like, I've been told my whole life that like, if you have sex, then that like your value as a person like decreases a a shit ton. And, and so like, like having that experience, not feeling like having sex was that big of a deal. And then like being kicked out of the church for it when like, I was in charge of these girls that nobody else wanted to be in charge of because they were like the troubled girls. And so I just called them my divas. And I was like, you're my divas and like took care of them, like took them to the abortion clinic, took them to be put on a 5150 hold, like did all of this stuff for them. And then to just be kicked out and not be able to like help them when they were seniors, I was kicked out because I had sex and they found out about it. And so it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's like any time that I go back to the church or any time that I have any sort of interaction with like religious people for the most part, it's just, it's ended in this like pain. Like it's ended in me just getting stabbed again. Like it's never, it's never just been like chilling. <laughs> like it's always like yeah, and fucked it's, up. It's hard because I know a lot of our listeners are, no, I don't know if a lot, but there's definitely a percentage that are Christian. And 
I skate with people that I consider like good friends that are Christian, go to church every Sunday, but have never judged me once. And I've gone to their house. I've met their parents and we're allowed to exist because we don't judge. And I think a lot of times we don't worship the God. We worship what the people that follow are saying and their personal opinions and people take the Bible too literal and they pick, but then they take it literally, but then they pick and choose what they want to follow. When, when it comes down to it, this is a book that has so many rules in it and we're breaking all of them. But then the ones they're focused on is the sex, the abortion and uh, being queer <laughs> and it's like but everything else is okay like and it's just like what but like there's people that have messaged me before that are like I, I, I studied theology and like nowhere in the bible does it say this or that and like we're just like going off of what all these generations how people have twisted it and picked and chose and thrown things away and then created this version of the bible and now this is what we're gonna make of it when it should just be the basics of like being a good person taking care of one another not judging forgiving like all these things that you see go not just in christianity but go through every religion when you break it down all the fat when you pull all the fat off you see that the bones are the same in pretty much every single religion and I think that a lot of the pain that happened to you was because of like the dark side of religion that we forget we don't really talk about. And I know a lot of people, this is going to be really uncomfortable for this conversation to happen. But we're just being honest, like this is how everyone views it. Some people view it in a different way. We don't all have positive experiences with the church. We're not really judging people that are religious, but we are talking about how we need to really sometimes look in the mirror and ask ourselves if we're being good people. I want to make it clear that I don't have a problem with Christians. Like I don't have a problem with you being a Christian. Like if you're a Christian, great, like uh, more power to you. I know from personal experience from when I was a Christian that there were so many positive things that came out of that for me. Like that sense of community, like my family was hella poor and the church literally came around and mm -hmm. supported us. The, the majority of my childhood, I had a significantly better childhood than I would have had I not been a part of the church. And I do think that a lot of the values that Christianity teaches are very important and really awesome. But I have an incredibly deep hurt by yeah. people within the church so much so that like I struggle with a lot of the way people talk to me. I think it hurts more to me because there's so much more pain there. So like homophobia based in religion, it hurts me more than it would hurt someone else um, mm -hmm. because there's so many layers of pain that exist there because I have so many friends that literally just cut me out of their life or I have, you know, the conversation with my parents that happened when I came out with my dad straight up telling me that I'm going to hell with my parents telling me that they're never going to come to my wedding because they can't condone our relationship with, you know, all these things that have happened. I have such a, a, a pit around me, around, you know, so many things that even when people say things that, I don't know, aren't intentional or don't necessarily aren't really that cutting per se, like 
it cuts me because my, my trauma is like right under the surface, you know, like I just have a thin layer of skin because it's, it's still fresh and I'm trying to heal from it, but it's, I don't know. It's hard. Like I literally have been like exercised by the church. Like I have literally been tied to a chair and like had the Bible thrown at me. Like I have literally had people like pray in tongues over me for hours and hours and hours because there are things wrong with me that need to be fixed. I've literally had people try and put me on a 5150 hold. Like I've literally had all of these things happen to me. And so for me, like Shove knows like I literally can't watch religious based scary movies because it's like too real for me. And then I also have this weird complex where I like can't figure out what's real and what's not real a lot of the time because I was raised in this super Christian conservative household. So like I honestly didn't get all the facts. Yeah. Growing up. <laughs> I had to show her like a documentary about dinosaurs and it was like there's little things that are still like ingrained in your brain about like, no, it's saying that the earth is this many years old, but the earth's only this old because that's what the Bible says or mm-hmm. just things that happen in history that like the I never like, learned about. Christian schools don't touch on because that's not what's important to them or like science isn't important because, you know, <laughs> evolution. Um, So there are things that like it's a miracle because you were still able to like get your masters and go through and you're like a very intelligent person. But then there's certain things that's like, you just never were given the opportunity, opportunity to learn. In my science class, I didn't learn about evolution. I learned how to debate that evolution was wrong. Yeah. And I don't know. It's like, Anyone listening that's straight, like they kind of to an extent, it's like, oh, that's messed up. But if you're queer, you've seen where people yell at you or it's pride and there's protesters and they're holding signs that says God hates fags, which is just like just breaking down what that sign says is just like such like that doesn't make sense. You're like full of hate. You're screaming at people that are in love. And even you have an offensive word on a board right next to God's name. Like, so it's like it doesn't make sense and then like it's really hard to function and really understand and trust people as soon as they tell you that they're a believer because it's attached to queer people that you're someone that's going to hate us or even you're going to be like rebels parents and say I accept you I support you I'm an ally but I'll never go to your wedding and you'll probably still go to hell and your marriage won't be really real so it's like, what? Like, it's really hard. Like, it's just like this whole like mind fuck of like, okay, can I trust you? Or like, are, do you secretly hate me? Like, I know I've had to lose some best friends I had for years. Um, okay, I'm just going to throw it out there. I haven't really talked about it on here, but I've had an abortion. And when I really needed my best friends to be around, um, I remember asking them like how they felt about abortion and they were just like, well, it's an ultimate sin. Like you shouldn't be having sex. then if you're not ready to have a kid and like all this stuff. And that's when I realized like, you can't tell me you love me, but then like, tell me I'm going to go to like spend eternity in hell. 
Like, you're not my friend. And like, I don't want to be associated with you. If you like are like, oh, no, God hates you. It's like, no, you hate me. <laughs> like, you don't support me. And these were people that I knew had slept with married men and like definitely were promiscuous and did all these things that are sins. But I'm the biggest sinner now because I did that. So I think it's like really hard. Like for me, I guess if I said religious trauma, it would be like I have this huge mistrust when I find out someone does go to church because I want to believe that they're going to be a loving understanding person and that I because I respect people that have different religions but then I'm gonna be like oh are you that kind of Christian that's what I always have to wonder like I always have like that like shield up like oh you're gonna be someone that's gonna find out I have a girlfriend and like all of a sudden shun me or like what is it gonna be yeah I mean I definitely have people Many people in my life who I used to be so close with, like used to be the level of family. And now I know that the only reason why they talk to me is because they're trying to convert me back to Christianity. Mm -hmm. And like at that point, like I now don't trust anybody because I just think that everyone's trying to, you know, everyone has some sort of ulterior motive and is just trying to like change me into someone that I'm not. And it's really hard. It's really hard to deal with. And every day I have something from my religious trauma that comes back to haunt me. Like every single day, it might be a small thing. It might be a huge thing, but there's something that impacts my life on a day to day basis from my religious trauma. So now that you have a little more background of just our experience with religious trauma, I think it's going to give you a better understanding of what happened in the will world that we're going to jump into because the events that we're talking about wouldn't have hurt as bad if it wasn't for the religious trauma. So let's head on over to the will world. All right, so... This episode is rough. (laughs) We're in the feels. I almost cried, but I didn't. And I saw your eyes water up. We're going. We're going strong, you know? I mean, that's what this podcast is all about. This podcast is here because we want to reveal more things about our lives that isn't just like we are people who skate, you know? Like, we want you to know the real us. We're in our 30s. We've been through some shit. We've seen some shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We have opinions, not just because we read about them, but because we've been through them. Yeah. All right. So it all started with my friend Kiana. That's right. Kiana, you want to? The one from the (laughs) So they hit me up and they said, hey, there's this photographer on TikTok that wants to do a photography book about roller skaters. And I just I hit them up. They didn't want me because I'm non-binary yellow flag there um (laughs) because they wanted to be only about women and i thought okay like oh that's weird like not non-binary as well but it is cool that like girl power like i get it that that's what they want to do um and kiana said i just think it's important that they at least have some of the leaders of the community because they don't know about roller skaters so i don't want it to be a bunch of just like random people that skate and maybe some of them aren't the best of people like they need to have like the heart of the skate community and i thought oh my god that's so cute because you we're the heart of the community and I was like that's awesome so I messaged this girl um, 
friend's photo and was just like, oh, I heard about your book. Like, um, sounds cool, whatever, blah, blah. Um, basically, Rebel's the one that <laughs> you talked to. Her, yeah, right, I was going to say, I messaged yeah, her. No, you. you. What her? happened, though? Like, how did it go from yes. Kiana telling me and then... Kiana told you, but I had already seen it and was oh, already that's what messaging happened. her. Yeah, because I told you and you were like, I already messaged her, yeah, right? I okay. messaged her. Yeah, and like she seemed like a little chubby girl, cute, like took really good photos. I We already saw the photos she took of Katie and another skater. Really loved her editing style. We're like, this is tight. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. And usually I'm like, oh, I don't want to meet up with. But if it's skate related, I'm like, hell yeah, take a photo of me. So um, Rebel's the one that's best at like messaging people and setting things up. So yeah, what, what how did you feel about her at first? Yeah, so I was just like, hell yeah, photography and hell yeah, a roller skating book. Like I didn't really have any thoughts besides that. Like I was just like, oh, I do remember being like, yo, like if this is really about Long Beach skaters, like we should be in this book. Yeah. And so that's why I reached out to her. I remember being like, oh, I feel like we should be in this book. But then I do remember thinking like, is she a skater? Like, where did she come from? But then thinking, well, then I guess we just got to tell her. Like, we just have to tell her who's in the skate community. We just have to tell her, like, this is what the skate community is about because I would hate for the skate community to be misrepresented. So that was my first thought, like, oh, I have to message her. So I messaged her right away. It was like, hey, like, me and my girlfriend would love to be a part of this book. Uh, we're staples here in Long Beach. Uh, we love the skate community. We could tell you about lots of people within the skate community and about the skate community. And that's how I hit her up, and she was like, yeah, awesome. Like, cool. Let's set something up. And so we set something up. And then she was like, I'll come over to your ramp. And I was like, great. And that was the setup. That was the whole setup. (laughs) And then she came over. I think she came over in like November ish. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, it was like November. It was like November ish. And uh, she like took pictures and it was super like chill. Um, I remember being like, Oh, I hope that we uh, took good enough, like that we looked good enough in these pictures. Mm-hmm. Well, and she also she said she also said, though, um, like while she was at her house taking pictures, she was like, yeah, every skater that I've asked, like, oh, who else should I take pictures of? Like multiple people mentioned you both. So I thought like, oh, I have to take pictures of you. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, I was thinking that like if we get a really good picture, then y'all could be on the cover. And we were like, oh, cool. That's so awesome. You know, very cool. And like, that's how it ended. Like, it was just like. Yeah. And like, we saw the pictures. She sent a link. Uh, we Rebel was like, I'm just going to screenshot them. So we have them. Yeah. She sent a link. <laughs> Thank and God. She didn't send like a. That was an interesting thing, but I didn't think about it then. She sent a link to the photos, but didn't send a download code, only a link that like allows you to buy the photos. And I was like, that's kind of weird. But then I thought like, oh, she's making a book out of it. I guess that makes sense. Um, But now come to think of it, looking back on the situation, like, okay, so like you weren't going to give us the photos and then you were going to profit off of our photos. Like all you did was just like take our picture. Yeah. You know, that's beside the point. But like... Months went by. We didn't even think about it. It was to the point like, hello, it was a pandemic. We weren't like thinking about like, what happened to that book? I think it came up like once or twice. Yeah. Occasionally I thought about it because I wanted to post the photos, but I never got like a confirmed like I could post them or not. 
because like we both had them as like wallpapers like i've had on my phone and rebel has it on her desktop photo and you had reached out to her like recently too Mm -hmm. like three weeks two weeks ago or so pretty recently and i had been like actually i think it was like a month or so ago okay and i had been like hey like can you let me know, like, are you, can I post these photos? Like, are you going to use them for the book? Like, is it okay to post them? Like, I don't want to just like reveal the photos that you're putting in your book, you know? And she was like, oh, so sorry. Um, I actually, like all of the photos got lost. My car got broken into and my external hard drive was stolen. And so I don't have any of the photos and I was like, oh, okay, well, I screenshotted some of them. Like, do you want them? And so I sent them to to her and she's like, oh, no, it's okay. And I was like, okay. Which is weird. Yeah, it was weird. And then she's like, but we can just schedule something for later. And I was like, okay, sounds good. Yeah. And, and so she told me that. And I remember ended. being like, oh, dang, I'm not even thinking. I remember the one that I had was like. That's interesting that like you just like had your hard external hard drive. But also, who steals external hard drives? Yeah. So here we are, just a few days ago, and I get a message, a DM from my friend and coworker Jay, and she's like, "Hey, like, just want to let you know, like, like, sent me a screenshot of this other skater, Katie, that Badlands photo worked with, a conversation, and said, uh, just a heads up, because I know she photographed." You, but you and Rebel, and in the screenshot, I couldn't see a name, so I was like, I don't get what's happening. Like, what the hell? So I go to Katie's story, and like immediately, I'm sitting at work, and I had just finished a client's hair or at school, and I'm literally like, Are you fucking kidding me? Um, the screenshot was of Katie. I don't have the first one, sorry, but it was something like Katie being like, Oh, uh, something about like a uh, couples two tattooed women in love and roller skates uh and sounds like a love story like a low like a low-key dream and badlands photo messages back and says hey sorry i was driving when i saw this so i actually personally don't shoot same-sex couples due to my religious views i really hope this doesn't hurt or offend you i truly want don't want that I completely respect the LGBTQ plus community. It's just my personal religious views. So then Katie said, dang, that's really disheartening to hear. Honestly, that's pretty homophobic of you. I hope that you can grow past that kind of thought soon. I hope that you stop using queers, queer roller skaters for your projects until you learn to give them actual respect and not just use them as objects to make your photos look cool. Didn't you take photos of shove and rebel? They are, they are very gay. LOL. I hope this can be a learning experience for you as most of the roller skating community is queer. And if you want anything to do with it, you should start by respecting and honoring queer people. Have a good rest of your day. Well, then she said like, like, uh, do you have the screenshot? No, that's the, like, the other one, the next part she said was I can't. That's why I canceled the project. She canceled the project because the roller skating community's beliefs were basically like challenging her person, her religious beliefs. And it's true because like we talk about it all the time, like this roller skate community does not stand for homophobia, fat phobia, ableism. Like we accept everyone, no transphobia. Like you like what? Oh, I found it. 
hey, yeah, I have actually stopped the project completely because I realized I have a lot of views that the community doesn't agree with and I didn't want to offend anyone in the process. I really appreciate you taking the time to tell me all those things and I hope you have a good night too. Yeah, and like, why didn't you, why'd you lie to Rebel and say that, oh, it got lost? Why didn't you tell Rebel that? Yeah, that's when you lost the opportunity to be called in, by the way. Like, I will always call you in until you stop or like ruin the channel of communication for me. And then I'm calling you out, which is what happened. Like if she had talked to me and been like, Hey, like I had a, like a come to Jesus moment, which growing up in the church, I fucking get, like I had those moments. Like I had sex a bunch of times and then someone talked to me and I was like, Oh, you're right. Like I need to cut everyone who I had sex with out of my life because that's not what Jesus would have wanted. And like, yeah, I understand what that's like, but you didn't do that. Instead of doing that, what you did was you lied to me. Yeah, so honestly, like, I I fucking dragged the bitch. And yeah, I lost followers over it, but I gained even more. And it doesn't, at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. But that's just proof that, like, the trash took itself out. Some people said it was bullying and all this stuff. But all I did was say that you can't it's people were trying to say it's not homophobic if it's your religious beliefs and i'm sorry if your religion says that you can't serve black people does that mean you're not racist your religion says you can't take photos of disabled people in wheelchairs does that mean you're not ableism because your god says you can't like you can't just like no (laughs) yeah that's not how that works and the thing was is we weren't bullying her because all we did was put the truth on the internet like yep. it's not like we were like it's not like we were like calling her all these names like we were literally like you are being homophobic this is what you said i was basically trying to make sure that anyone followed her or if she reached out to try to take photos of any more people in my freaking beautiful community that they knew not to trust this person because we don't want our photos taken by a homophobic person so and because having someone who's homophobic come into our house and oh take God. our pictures within our our sacred safe space. Thank you. That's what is a huge problem. Honestly, if you're homophobic, yeah. don't come anywhere near my home. And that's what set me off. Okay, thank you. Because I was like, I'm missing something. So for me, that's when my eyes started twitching. And I was literally sitting in school. There was no one I could talk to. Is anyone that knows me knows that like respect is a huge fucking thing with me. Like people can like disrespect me and I will chop them off and never look like a dead arm. I'll just chop it off, never look back and be fine for it, be better for it. And I felt like disrespect. I felt like my privacy and my love that I let someone into my home and witness our love was violated that I let the enemy inside of my home and like was just smiling in our face just to turn around to be someone that hates something that me and my family is and it just felt like such like I don't know like it was a fucking violation and that's why I popped off I popped off for a full 24 hours because I didn't know how to deal with that feeling of being used violated the distrust like 
you came to my home, you knew we were queer, you already had these beliefs, and yet you were trying to what, clout chase and become a famous photographer? And make money off of us? And make money off of us because the roller skates are trending? She didn't know a damn thing about roller skating because she was using weird terms, didn't understand anything about where we were skating or what we were doing, didn't know jack shit about roller skating. And that was the other flag where I was like, that's weird, like I'd wish that a roller skater would make the first roller skate book, but hey, we can't stop her so at least we're here to like be a part of it mm-hmm. so that there's some kind of substance to it yet here we are that it, like this was my fear of the skate of skating trending when something trends and it trends fast you can't control the people that join it and the people that flaunt to it and want to abuse it and exploit it like I don't know. It's just a violation of so many sorts. And that's what pissed me off. And it also helped me weed out so many people that were following me that I had to hit that block button because they were trying to make excuses for her and saying that, well, you know, if it's her religious, you can't really do anything about it. She just has to be homophobic. So you should shut up and not say anything. Yeah. Also, I think that this is an important time to talk about how if someone has been harmed, you don't get to tell the person that's been harmed how they cope and how they react to it. So if someone has had a thing happen to them, you don't get to police how they react. You don't get to tell them you can't be emotional. You can't Uh, be angry you can't defend yourself you don't get to say those things to people who are victims of something like that is trying to make a victim a perfect victim and that's not your job and that is completely and entirely inappropriate so trying to get someone to um react in a certain way or not say certain things that are not like not things that are like majorly inflammatory and like harmful to others. But if someone's just like airing their feelings or their grievances or speaking the truth about something, you can't just be like, that's not appropriate. It's like, no, my grief is appropriate. Even if it makes you uncomfortable, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're not coping. Right. Well, my coping is to talk fucking shit drag someone through the mud and then I'm better and then they can go their own way and I'll go my own way and they're good until they try me again (laughs) and that's how I cope with things and that's what I have to do to move on from something and it felt like people were attacking me when I was the one like you can't try to gaslight me and be like no like it's actually there's nothing to do like you're the one being a bully like it's wrong what you're doing yeah that is gaslighting and i had a moment where i was like am i being the bad guy right now and it was like no it's wrong for someone to hate me because of who i love like what i'm not doing anything wrong this person should not be allowed to take photos of anyone that is in my community that is queer that nothing i don't even want this person getting hired from someone that is an ally because they're just spreading and rubbing their hypocrisy on other people's love and it's just like i can't stand people that have hatred full in their heart and then it makes me have to have hatred because now i'm like i hate your hate so much that it makes me hate you as a person and it's just a cycle and i just want people to be decent people 
Yeah, and we see ourselves, obviously, if you can't tell by this episode, <laughs> we see ourselves as protectors of the skate community. You know, we see ourselves as protectors of our friends and uh, of other queer people. And obviously, like, we can't protect everyone or whatever. And that's not like our job. But we want to make sure that other people don't have the experience that we had. Because for me, it was deeply traumatizing and deeply traumatizing. Triggering. And the whole day I was so fucking out of it because I felt like I was being fucking outed all over again. And everything that was happening with the church was happening again, except it happened in this space that was cleansed from all of that shit. Like I haven't had any of that shit happen at this house. And then she had to come in and ruin it. Mm -hmm. Anyways. So yeah. Don't be homophobic. I also learned that like, Okay, we know that us, and by us, I mean you listening, because you're probably most likely a member of the skate community as well, that when <laughs> something happens to one of us, not just like me and Rebel, but like any skater, that it's like when someone fucks with the queen bee, like everyone gets their <laughs> horns out and like their claws out and they attack, like they swarm. Yeah, it was real. So like... I'm going to be honest, me and Rebel didn't really bully her, but I know for a fact a lot of other skaters straight up attacked. Like, yeah. this woman had to turn her comments off, had to take down her um, submission form off her site, her TikTok comments off. And I know, like, part of me thought, like, I was like, do I tell people they shouldn't do this? But at the same time, like, I would do the same thing if it would have happened to another skater. And I think when it comes to a community that's so united and has the beliefs, like, that's what we do. We're going to, like, let you know. It's like a mini war. We're like, no, we're going to, like, show you. We're going to hold it up. And it doesn't go on forever. We're just going to show you our power so that you know better. And that's all it was. So some people want to think it's bullying and it's no. It was letting someone know. And it's also a flex to, like, let other people know. Don't do this shit. Yep. because. I think a lot of times people just let things slide and they're just like, no, no, no. Like that sucks, but it's okay. And they don't say anything about it. And then what happens? Either that person comes back or another person comes back and it just keeps happening before next thing you know, it's like a cancer that spreads. And now that community is tarnished and we're very hard, whether it's a brand or a person, like no matter what that like, we're going to let you know, like, you know, you're staying away. And that definitely happened. I make the joke that it's like, oh, it's like Beyonce and the beehive. Like if you come for her and then like everyone does the emoji of bees and like they'll drag that person. That's definitely what happened. But it's like instead of for Queen Bee, it's like for the heart of the skate community. <laughs> yeah. So um, thank you to everyone <laughs> that had our backs. And thank you to everyone who sent us nice messages. I know that we... Like so I know many I, nice messages. I really needed to hear all of those. And so thank you. It meant a lot. There was definitely like maybe only 2% of like ignorant people and like cruel things. And so many more that were just full of love and support and just like jokes that made me laugh. Like I know fever in New Zealand was making memes. But like, and I was like, that is cold, but I'm laughing and it's what I need right now. Um, and then it passed and I hope that Badlands phot Photography knows that they do not have a place here. So yeah, don't worry if you 
experience if you yourself listening ever experience anything don't be afraid to post about it and let people know and people will share that message and it's a way for us to protect one another so that's what really happened it was something really hurtful and bad and traumatic that happened we posted about it it spread like wildfire wildfire and hopefully other people know so now that they will be protected so they don't have to go through the same experience and that is the strength and the power that is the skate community time to head over to some more lighthearted things like find your skate date Find Your Skate Date is where we, you know, like it says, help you find your skate date. (laughs) If you're looking for someone that will skate with you, help you get that awesome clip, show you uh, a new trick or just have your support. This is where you write in and tell us a little bit about yourself and send us a picture, too. So that way we can post about you on our Instagram. We help you find platonic or romantic love. And yeah, you can do that by emailing us at dearskatedate at gmail.com. So again, email us your name, your Instagram handle, your pronouns and a little bio about yourself and a picture. And we will talk about you on the podcast and then we'll post about you on our skate date Instagram. This week's skate date is Laura. Laura says, hi, Shovel. First of all, thank you so much for the confidence and inspiration to get my fat butt in a pair of roller skates. Yeah, Your videos have helped me on my new skate journey as well as my body positivity journey. And I can't thank you enough. Oh, thank you. My name is Laura. She, her. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, I'm looking for platonic skate dates. I've had my skates for about a month. Friends of any skill level are welcome. I would love some fellow newbies to be nervous at skate parks with <laughs> or some pros to teach me how to do transitions because my lightweight, <laughs> I'm lightweight terrified of them. I'm heavyweight terrified of everything. <laughs> that was me. Okay. So my goals are park skate and to join derby team eventually. I'm a giant fantasy nerd. I love D&D. I feel like so many people are in D&D now. And it's like, it's everywhere. Yeah, I feel like it's always been everywhere. And now it's just becoming like a little bit more mainstream. It's like D&D is cool now. And it used to be like a nerd thing in the 70s. And like a nerd thing recently, but like underground. I think it's like a... I think it's like people are okay with people being nerds. Like I think that nerd... Nerd Being nerding isn't like... It doesn't matter if you're a nerd. It doesn't matter anymore. if you're a nerd. Nerds anymore. are cool. I feel like before it was like, oh, you're a nerd, but I, I was, don't think that anyone thinks that now. I was definitely a nerd. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Yes. Game of Thrones. Double yes. Sorry. That sounded like I was weirdly turned on, et cetera, et cetera. I'm a metalhead at heart. Triple yes. But I listen to practically anything. I'm fully vaccinated and ready to make some friends. Wow. Win, 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 win. That's what that whole paragraph was. <laughs> <laughs> IG at Muthro. Oh, mother. I get it. Mother of dragons. But it's spelled M-U-T-H-R-O-F-D-R-A-G-N-Z. Mother of dragons. Love it. So, yeah, if you want to hit up 
Miss Laura, who's a metalhead, vaccinated, and into the best kind of nerdy things, you should definitely give them a follow. Yeah, do it. And if you want us to talk about your skate date, remember dearskatedate at gmail.com. Also, <laughs> Laura has the dopest hair. It's slime green. You'll see it on the Skate Date Instagram coming soon to a Skate Date Instagram near you. All right, next up is Dear Shovel. Dear Shovel, where we try to answer your questions slash give you advice and things that we, you know, we do not have any kind of education on, nor are we a licensed therapist, but here we go. All right. If you want to ask your Dear Shovel question, just send a Dear Shovel question to dearskatedate at gmail.com. Today's Dear Shovel is, hello, Shovel. I dig you, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> we dig you, too. You are so damn cool and honestly my favorite people to follow. I've been skating for years now, dabbling in everything, but I feel cautious about certain groups. I feel like the skate park skaters are the least drama filled. There is ego, sure, but not a ton of drama, so it seems. On the other hand, dance skaters mostly mean the people skating backwards doing the struts and acting like they invented it. <laughs> <laughs> are always talking about or are in some sort of drama. Constant call outs, sometimes warranted, but never calling in or correcting themselves. I feel I really shine in the area that area of skate, but it seems so oversaturated with fake toxic people. How does one navigate this? XOXO, sugar brownie. Ooh, loaded question. I mean, okay, my first reaction is that there are... So many dance skaters that are not prominent on the internet. And I think so that many. the prominence on the internet is where a lot of the drama and the toxic and that fakeness comes in. But there's so, so, so many dance skaters, so many ring skaters, so many jam skaters that don't have an internet following that are absolutely so freaking awesome. And I definitely think that if that's the place that you feel like you shine, there is definitely a group for you. Um, it just might take a little bit of searching to get to it. We got to remember that the troublemakers are always the loudest. Um, there sure is drama. There's drama in every little subsection of um, roller skating, to be honest. I do notice a lot. It's a lot more clicky. When it comes from like park skating or derp, no, even derby skating is quickly. Let me just say there is definitely like I feel like people relate like always like park skating because we haven't had derby for over a year. So it's like park skaters or dance skaters and there's nothing in between. There's just like this huge hyper focus on those two groups. So when you come from park skating, it's very welcoming. There's not really clicks like you could go alone. And before you know it, another roller skater is rolling up to you and trying to help you do a trick and you have a new friend. And then you go to a dance circle and you see that everyone kind of has their own little group. Sometimes they'll talk to you like I know before the pandemic, like in Venice, like you could be skating on the edges walking and someone would skate over and try to teach you something. And I remember being afraid, like, why are you talking to me? <laughs> like, I'm embarrassed some people are watching. But something shift. Uh, I think it's like the downside of like becoming famous within a matter of months, like on the Internet over 
doing dance skating and then it became competitive and like there's money involved with like dance skating now. So like you got to get the good gig by being the best dancer. And it's like this weird, like, I don't know, like celebrity thing happening where like there's these creative circles and it's like, they don't want to create competition and they like gatekeep certain places and stuff. And I know it seems like, Oh, people are calling out and there's drama on the internet, but that's a whole nother thing to get into. Like, Sometimes it's not necessarily drama. It's that something bad's happening and someone has to talk about it. Like we just talked about in our will world section. And then it blows up because the person that did something wrong in the first place adds gasoline on it. And then, yeah, now we have internet drama. But what's crazy is a lot of these people that get in this drama are real quiet in real life. I've seen it myself. There's been people I've had drama with and then I go to a skating event and they won't even make eye contact with me. So there's some weird shit where everyone's there's a keyboard where warrior. Going on. Yeah. But like also I just feel like what Shove said is totally true. Like I'm a part of a derby league and let me tell you, there's so much freaking drama in that derby league. And every person that I've ever talked to that's in derby has been like, Oh my God, there's so much drama here. And like, I can also tell you from personal experience of all of the park skaters that I know, which I know a lot of park skaters, like there's a lot of drama there too. (laughs) And so I just think anywhere you go, there's going to be drama. It's just about like finding your crew and like finding the people that you click the most with and like finding your home and your community within it. Yeah. I just feel like it's going to kind of fix itself. It seems like the world is fully back to normal. I I saw someone post, I don't know if it was on instagram or twitter and someone was like i can't wait for all the skate rinks to open back up so all these problematic click dance skaters can like go back to the territory they're used to being at and it won't be the same oh my gosh because like everyone just has too much time on their hands and like especially now that i'm like back in school and fully working like a lot of times i don't have time to like be paying attention to what people are doing online like like me this whole time shove has to update me on everything that's happening because i'm just like a a perpetually busy person Mm -hmm. like i'm just always working or doing something else and she's like did you see this do you see that i'm like no like i literally posted (laughs) and then i left and went to work yeah also what a lot of people don't know is a lot of these like call outs and like drama i'm doing air quotes um that you're talking about and people see they started as call-ins and then they got escalated because they tried to be like hey sliding dms me like yo this isn't cool or what's going on and then it was met like with something that was also not cool and that's Mm -hmm. when it escalates to well now i'm putting it out for everyone to see so a lot of times we just don't see everything or like we don't we haven't been paying attention and seeing that it's been violation after violation after violation. And now that it's finally someone with a following that's posting about it. Now it's blowing up. And then people are like, you started drama out of nowhere. It's like, no, 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 no. This is someone that's been problematic for a long time. But now that someone that has a following has spoken up, now everyone's listening. 
I would also say that there are definitely some like just straight up people who make shit up on the internet. Like there, oh, yeah, there, there are is. just people that like they literally just either want to start drama or want attention True. or something. And so they just like make stuff up about other people and then people jump on board and then all of a sudden there's this like clusterfuck going on and you're like literally none of that true, is true. true, true. So I don't know, but there's like no arguing or reasoning with people on the internet. So I don't know. Yeah. Internet. It's trash. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree. But you know, sometimes you just got to keep doing yourself. Don't get wrapped up in the drama. That's my best advice. Like do what you love. Stick with the people that you know are chill. Just turn your shoulder, look away, unfollow people that aren't giving the same energy that you want. And you won't get your vibe harsh. <laughs> yeah. Be a good person and surround yourself with the good people. And yeah. Yeah. Okay, sugar brownie. I hope that helped a little bit. Yeah, I hope that helped. All right. We're wrapping this guy up. Yep. We're yeah. over on time. We're so. definitely over time. That's okay. Um, that's just how much I've missed you. Yeah. Um, so this part of the podcast, we like to thank people who gave us five stars. Um, and we're talking about five stars on Apple podcasts on Apple podcasts. We're trying to get noticed by Apple and podcasts. I don't know why, but yeah, we are. I don't know why, but it just feels like this is what we should be doing. Um, and so we love it. If you give us any sort of feedback, whether it is like a, just like a comment or an idea or your thoughts, and we will shout you out on the podcast if you give us five stars and then a comment yep let's jump right in all right we got five stars from disnerd 86 hey disnerd 86 <laughs> they say it's portable self-care you'll laugh you'll cry and you'll find yourself talking back to the speakers of your car oh my god that's so cute skate date is that long overdue brief yet in-depth conversation with your best friends that you need to decompress after a mega long week oh, for sure kudos to shove and rebel for pouring out their positive energy for all of us to bask in if you're not already listening then you better start capital letters now Aww. purple heart emoji Thank you so much, this nerd eighty six. This nerd eighty six, we love you. We do, and you all are our best friends. And you we really go are. on weekly platonic skate dates every Wednesday. And thank you so much for listening around. I think this is like episode twenty one of our second season, season two. Yeah. What is life? We're still doing it. Um, yeah. yeah. And don't tell anyone, but I think that I have a crush on my co-host. <laughs> As Bowie snores really loud. <laughs> All right. See you guys next week.